Hey guys, so today's podcast topic is about SEX and this is Max and today here with us are Carol and Isabel. Say hello guys. Hi. So like a couple of days earlier, I found a like very interesting TikTok video is about like Chinese kid asking her parents like, where do I come from? It's funny that uh, the answer is like completely same for my parents. They said that you were found in the garbage bin. Like they have like dramatic tone, like uh, it was a very dark rainy day and we heard something in the trash bin and here you are lying with the bag of trash uh, the instant noodle and the rice, something like this. And I, and there are also like the most liked comment are something like, like mommy and daddy love each other. They holding hands and we have you, something like this. Yeah. And I totally understand that because I have an interesting theory about how we become back then. Oh, well, I watched a lot of soap operas and uh, the plot was that the main characters kissing each other. And the next scene was the lady was pregnant. So I assume that baby was come from like exchanging saliva. And this Ew. theory <laughs> this theory was somehow supported by or inspired by my mom because she said that I was actually come from his her belly. So as a result, I believe that baby was located in the stomach and that's why ladies you know, vomit during the pregnancy. Yeah, they tend to have like morning sicknesses. So how parents in UK telling their kids like where the baby come from? Yeah, it's very similar. And now that you have mentioned that, you know, we got told mom and dad have to be in love and married in order to have a baby. And if they're not in love or married, then there's no baby. Yeah. So we, there was never really discussion of, you know, sex education as outside of the marriage, outside mm. of love. It always had to be, you know, within the kind of marriage confines. Yeah, there's a like underlying assumption of relationship like exactly we, have, we are in a, like very intensive relationship and there are, are another like similarity between all the excuses parents told us is that the parents like they tend to avoid telling us the truth about where do baby come from i mean the closest one is from Kara's mom telling that a baby come from mommy's belly like instead of her uterus or like coming through her vagina something like this yeah well maybe our parents just find it embarrassing or even ashamed to talk about some specific sexual organs yeah maybe they just themselves didn't get familiar with the sexual organ themselves like even after they have the baby so like a uh, funny example like three years ago i was in a, a family get-together like my aunt claire a er nurse in beijing she shared like very unique patient that she was born without a vagina so my another aunt's joe having like having two baby of her own and she asked that well that how does she pee so i was like pretty shocked that she thought vagina is the you know is the hole that we pee because she didn't even know that we have like separate hole to pee like called urethral orifice something like this urethra yeah urethra yeah yeah and you know what i didn't know that i have clitoris until 14 because and that was on yeah. my one and only sex education class in my junior high school. Mm -hmm. And I remember the, the boys and girls were separated um, to watch different clips. And the teacher were, was standing aside to monitor, but without saying a word or answering any questions. Uh, so the atmosphere was extremely awkward. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and all I can remember is the clip shows us um, the explanation of menstruation and the structure of you know, the sexual organs, but um, the clitoris only like, uh, like two um, seconds. Yeah, in a flash and without telling us the function. And I know it was 
somehow helpful, but uh, when I just knew the new organ called clitoris, the boys had already shared points in the school back then. Yeah, I'm glad that you got to you know see two second clip of clitoris because in the UK <laughs> nothing we didn't even really? know existed, no mention of it. Oh my Basically, God. we just got taught in RSC: do not have sex; it is a sin. End of story. So you don't have like any clip or no video, PowerPoint, no discussion, no PowerPoint. Don't do it. Oh, I'm pretty shocked because I think like Western country they tend to have more like open sex education. Mm-hmm. And Carol just mentioned that the boy, like, now about boy back then they share the porn. I mean, the boy they tend to take the active part in exploring the sex, and because maybe the the crappy sex education we received in school, um, the pornography is the main resources for us to learn about sex. Like, Maholand states that, like in the Plato in the Plato article. And um, yeah. Well, I think that somehow indicates that under patriarchy, like female, are objectified, mm-hmm. and the pleasure as well as desire are um, neglected under these circumstances. Yeah, that is the also other states in the Plato theory also like the mainstream pornography, like in China, because uh, back then we don't have we don't have VPN to mm-hmm. access the Pornhub. So the mainstream pornography in China is mostly focused on the male pleasure. Like most of the video, they tend to stress on the soulless, repetitive penis, vagina penetration process, and it somehow like give us the feeling that vagina is the negative part, that negative like uh, passive item to be intrude, like and even like vulva and clitoris are other genitalia and completely invisible in front of men. And not only is it invisible, you know, in in the discussion of female pleasure, but when you put in the context of schooling and mm-hmm. then sex education, students are told, you can't know about this, you're too young, you're too innocent, yeah. you need protection from the teacher, from the parents, sorry, you can't know about this, when actually they already know from pornography and yeah. we need to help them understand the massive issues with pornography. Yeah, I mean, the pornography is just super unreal. It- exaggerate the process of having sex and exaggerate the pleasure of women which they like which i mean they tend to acting that mm. they're having fun but i mean like 17 percent of the female they can have like you know a climax through the penetration. simple penetration yeah, exactly yeah exactly. and the i mean the things we would just talk about about sex education and pornography is just based on the under the assumption of heterosexuality. I mean, the heterosexual sex education fell off so much, mm-hmm. let alone the LGBTQ sex education. And what was your experience, Max, of any kind of LGBTQ education? I mean, like, so I learned the sex education mostly still through the pornography because the sex education didn't cover the LGBTQ+. And uh, it's a funny story that I remember the first time me and my girlfriend had sex. So like, as I was saying earlier about the mainstream pornography in China is basically about heterosexuality. And we didn't have any like access to Pornhub. They do have like a variety category of video to see. But in China, the category is about type of sex woman, like the office lady, the nurse, the blonde, something like this. So me and my girlfriend just lying here, scrolling the porn, scrolling the porn, trying to find one suitable video to learn. 
20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, <laughs> uh, still nothing. And we were just like, screw it, let's improvise. Like this kind of thing. So, and right now, me and my girlfriend are together for like five years. Now, the knowledge of our body and sex is quite equipped now. Five years. So, you've been together since like high school? Yeah. And high school didn't teach you anything that you find useful within your relationship? Nothing. Because I think that LGBTQ plus is still illegal in China. Mm-hmm. I mean, and during high school, the heterosexuality is still forbidden. And the high school, they didn't even think that we are lesbian. No, that we are a couple because they don't have the concept of LGBTQ plus and they subconsciously think that anyone we are, we are all like heterosexual and they think that we are just close friends. And um, so like heterosexuality is strictly forbidden in high school, let alone I mean, LGBTQ. Yeah. I mean, this relationship, I specifically refers to having a girlfriend or a boyfriend because they think that being in a relationship can do harm on your study. And the main goal for high school kids is to enter a very good university. Okay, so why RSC in China and UK fail us so much? I think it's this underlying perception of children as and young people as innocent, fragile, vulnerable, at risk, need to be protected. Um, Reynolds and Ringrose in their 2008 paper said that the current RSE system frames students as objects of concern in need of protection. And once yeah. you see young people as something you have to look after and keep yeah. safe, then there's no discussion of this is what healthy sex looks like. This is what uh, homosexual sex looks like. This is what you should feel. This is what might happen. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's just, you're too young. You don't understand. We're not going to tell you anything about this. Yeah, we just protect them in your shield. Exactly. Keep them innocent. Protect this whole childhood innocence uh, theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm, but I'm not quite agree with this one because... You know, after the sex education class in my junior high school, um, me and my classmates were still like very confusing about the whole thing. So we just have a brief girls talk. And during that talk, some of my, some of the girls shared their experience of being sexual harassed. And um, it came to me of my own experience that I suddenly realized that the strange thing was happened to me when I was in primary school was actually sexual harassment. And um, I think the basic sexual knowledge um, our parents gave us in the, you know, when, in the childhood is not enough. Like um, the society, the school, the teachers, the parents treat you like oh, you're still a baby, you're mm-hmm. too innocent to get uh, hurt or something. But the bad guy, you know, they won't treat you that way. So I think this overprotection is somehow toxic. And yeah. Yeah, and so why did you, why didn't you tell your parents after you have the sexual having the sexual harassment? Well, I think that's quite strange and kind of embarrassed to say to my to ask my parents because you know they treat um this knowledge like this area a quite awkward way. So I just repeat them like in the same way. Yeah, you see, so like. I mean, you are the one who had sexual harassment and you are the one who still feel awkward about mm. this. I mean, I mean, that should be the guy should be embarrassed by, you know, sexual harass uh, underage kids. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that 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 really reflects some question, reflects some like problem that 
the female tend to have like this shameness mm -hmm. of you know exposing to this kind of circumstances. So I think that is the phallocentric society. Absolutely, and the patriarchal system that we live under. And you know, speaking of shame, in my experience in the UK at a, at a um, religious school, mm -hmm. if something were to happen, or perhaps a girl, you know, has um, sex, or something happens, it's treated as oh, she's dirty, she's uh, she's committed a sin, she it's her fault, and it's never put on. The boy the or the man in the situation, yeah. the the woman always carries the this burden. There shouldn't be a burden, but this burden of shame. And I think because of the phallocentrism, male put at the forefront of sex education. How how there is no equal playing field, so women always kind of take the hit and and are made to feel dirty, wrong, for. Wanting to have sex, having sex, thinking about sex, yeah. you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, the patriarchy society, like, they have, they have this, like, social expectation toward the girl that they want the female to contain innocence as they are, to stay, like, to have the, to stay the, to stay as a virgin before you get married, like, something like this. Yeah. So, actually, the childhood innocence is exacerbated for female pupils and female young people yeah so how can we improve the situation i think from what we've all spoken about it needs to be the responsibility of teachers and educators who deliver relationships and sex education within schools mm. because this is the age where the young people are starting to discuss it you know, home might not be a safe environment to discuss these type of things, whereas school is always safe. It's got a duty of care to look after young people. Um, these these topics and these issues should uh, come from teachers. Um, and I think the way teachers need to approach this is through a feminist post-human uh, lens. Mm -hmm. So instead of um, looking at it through the patriarchy and system of oppression and, and um, kind of homophobic ways of teaching relationships and sex education. It needs to be feminist. It needs to be inclusive of LGBTQ plus and people. And it needs to, um, as Ringrose in her 2019 paper says, reorient gender and sexuality away from phallocentric orientations in pedagogy. And as she you know, alludes to the fact that it needs to be through pedagogy, we can then assume, okay, if it's it's a pedagogical approach, it has to be delivered by teachers and educators. Yeah, I found one, like, very interesting theory in the, the trouble with normal, like, reimagination sexuality, education with the young people, that is the participatory theory. So, like, in short, is that the teacher have to take a step back and let students to do the, you know, to co-design the class or to lead the class even. And um, I mean, the, the cook mentioned that the students' voices too, they should be heard, but uh, I mean, they also wanted to hear back from the teacher. I mean, the teacher, they have to be their side to support the students, not like to, you know, to make the students to take the holy, I mean, the consent is, is is an like ongoing basis of the concept. That's really interesting, Max, because uh, Alan in her two thousand and one paper really agrees with that perspective that students should be 
you know, centred in RSE. And uh, she actually says that relationships and sex education should begin with students' understanding of their own sexual knowledge rather than a sexuality educator's perception of that child. So it should be, okay, what do you think? What's your experience? Rather than, this is right, this is wrong. Yeah. And, I mean, for more information, like, beside this two topic, uh, I have, like, very... I recently read a very, like, interesting su- suggestion is that to have this inclusive curriculum. The aim is to, like, developing lessons that avoid biases and uh, um, uh, include LGBTQ. So I think the advantage of having the inclusive uh, curriculum is, like, for the LGBTQs, they can validate their existence and um, experiences and maybe reinforce their value and self-worth. And for, like, other, like, for other than not not LGBTQ, they can have, uh, like, better understanding of the LGBTQ and question stereotype about the LGBTQ plus community, and they can help to reduce the, you know, bullying situation that happened in the school. Um, and before Carol was discussing how in school, you know, it's very human-centered, it's very, this is the, you know, biology of the genitalia, and this is the, these are the organs, the sexual organs, whereas the uh, post-human approach is more taking a step back and putting creativity and um, non-human objects at the centre of learning in the RSE curriculum, um, which then helps the students to take a step away and kind of gives them that nice buffer zone where they might not think or realise they're talking about experiences of themselves or each other, removes the shame, removes the embarrassment if, like the papers discuss, they end up using Play-Doh or felt tips or something they aren't used to in an academic school Mm -hmm. to bring creativity into it then kind of dehumanizes and and then should hopefully also remove the shame and the embarrassment of learning about relationships and sex education yeah it's such a shame we only have 20 minutes because we have so much to stress we can talk about this forever yeah and the solution we only have is not like it's not a suggestion for the teacher it's not like, oh, you have to do this. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like inspiration that some theory the high school teacher can like use to, you know, maybe uh, improve this RSC curriculum right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this kind of... In China and in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for fact. listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs>